So let's open it, get our Bibles out and open up to uh, John chapter 1. So I'm going to talk today about forgiveness. Forgiveness is an important aspect of uh, the kingdom of God. And we've got some words here, just one verse to start with from John the Baptist in John chapter 1 and verse 29. So John chapter 1 and verse 29. The next day John saith Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Okay? So people who need forgiveness are those that do wrong. You know, they make mistakes. And, uh, and here, John the Baptist confidently says, he sees Jesus walking toward him and he says, this man here, he's the one who will take away the sin of the world. He's um, ultimately, he's the Lamb of God, right? And that's, uh, that's a, um, a reference to the sacrificial lamb in the Old Testament, this Lamb of God sent by God to be a sacrifice for sin, that sin may be forgiven. And that his sacrifice, as we can read elsewhere, was enough to forgive the sins of the whole world. Okay? It just depended on the whole world looking to him and following his ways and uh, following his commandments. And, uh, and so this was the intent of Jesus Christ. And if Jesus Christ came on the earth uh, to ultimately take away the sin of the world, you know, we are to follow in his footsteps. So we have an obligation as well to forgive. Okay. Now on one hand, yes, praise the Lord, we're delivered from our own sin and our sin has been forgiven by Jesus Christ. An extension of that is for us to forgive also. Okay. Jesus came as a, as a wonderful example. He laid his life down uh, for us, for a people that will look to him. We also, in the same way, uh, lay our life down to f- be able to forgive others. And it's an important part of the assembly. So I'll read a few passages in Acts. We'll start at Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Acts chapter 2. So the book of Acts um, outlines amazing revival after the Holy Spirit was poured out. Uh, at the beginning of Acts chapter 2, Uh, The Holy Spirit was poured out um, a week after Jesus was raised up to sit on the right hand of God. And they spoke in tongues, as it says in verse 4, they received the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, it wasn't themselves, it wasn't coming from their own brain, it came from the Spirit. So this thing happened on the day of Pentecost, and then from there, um, Peter stands up in all confidence, filled with the Holy Spirit also, he spoke in tongues, and explained what was happening. And, uh, and then we get to verse 38, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So this is instruction, a good little package here in this one verse of what to do. You know, just before that, they asked, well, what do we do? You know, like uh, you've, you've just explained in um, three quarters of a chapter uh, how far we are away from God and how we, we do sin and we make mistakes. And uh, well, then what do we do? What do we do to be right? You know, uh, we have a desire to do the right thing. And Peter Whammo says these, you've got to repent, 
be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. Okay, those three things are so important. But the baptism, it says here, is for the remission of sins. Okay, so baptism is for the forgiveness of sins. And as um, Rod mentioned in his testimony, baptism is a burial. Uh, the old life is gone. And uh, in the eyes of the Lord, it's a burial. Uh, to us, we just uh, fall into the water and we're, we come back out again. We're wetter than we were when we went in. But in the eyes of the Lord, it's like a burial. Just as uh, Jesus Christ died, we also die th- through baptism. And if we are dead, we no longer sin. Okay? Uh, in the eyes of the Lord, we are forgiven. And you receive the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, and uh, you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. So baptism is for the forgiveness of sins. Baptism of water, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And those that uh, have done that, their sins have been forgiven by God, which is uh, a phenomenal miracle. I mean, we have eyes, we have ears, we have feelings, we can tell that we do the wrong thing, uh, we hurt others, we make mistakes, we can tell all that, but somehow God ignores it. Uh, our sin is covered and uh, uh, because of uh, Jesus' sacrifice and the power of the Holy Spirit. Over to Acts chapter 5. So from there, amazing revival. Uh, thousands of people were baptised over and over again, receiving the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, the word spread all through the known world, and the book of Acts covers that, uh, covers uh, people turning to God uh, and following his ways. So in chapter 5 of Acts and 29, verse 29, Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And I was thinking about this when Lynn gave her testimony you know, like she uh, anticipated division uh, in her family um, uh, uh, because uh, of, uh, you know, her husband wanting to stay with the Seventh-day Adventists, but she desired to do the right thing. And she desired to obey God rather than men, rather than this religion that was created by people uh, um, that her husband desired to uh, continue to follow, but she wanted to obey God rather than men. Uh, knowing that there will be some sort of consequence of that. But that's, um, um, what is it, 34 years ago. Yep, 34 years ago, and she's still coming along, and the, her husband's heart's been softened. He's been to me, and it's just amazing what God's done. So, yeah, it turns out it was the 29th of February, 1988. So, uh, yeah, she has to wait a couple of years before she can truly celebrate her uh, birthday in the Lord. Um, so, yeah, we'd rather obey God than men. Verse 30, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a saviour, someone who saves, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Okay? God freely gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey him. Okay? But it says here, yeah, this is mentioned, uh, spoken by Peter and the other apostles, and we know those other apostles were wandering around with Jesus as he was preaching those three and a half years, and then they witnessed 
of the sacrifice and they witnessed also uh, him uh, walking around after he rose from the dead. They were also there in Acts chapter 1 and saw him be caught up in the clouds. So that's what he says here. We are his witnesses of these things. They saw it with their own eyes. But what he adds to this, so also is the Holy Ghost. Okay? So the Holy Ghost that now dwells in people who weren't physically there to see it is a witness that it actually happened. Okay? The Holy Ghost that dwells within us is a witness that he was raised from the dead. He was a, the Holy Ghost was a, a, a witness that Jesus is the Prince and the Saviour. It's a witness that he was exalted uh, with God's right hand. It was a witness that he forgives sins. So we have in this... This amazing wit in us, this amazing witness that sins have been forgiven. So we must also forgive. It's an important aspect of being part of the kingdom of God. Acts chapter 13. And this here, I was thinking about it when I was scribbling these things down. I thought, this is where we... we um, we differ remarkably from natural man. You know, natural man wants retribution. You know, they did something bad to me, I'm going to do it back. I'm going to show them how I feel by doing it back at them. You know, but we, we step away from that. We're a special people chosen by God and, uh, and we lead a different life. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Acts chapter 13 and verse 38 That's Acts chapter 13 and verse 38. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So he's talking to uh, other people that know about the law of Moses and that justified term there. I've mentioned it a few times. We are justified as being perfect before the eyes of the Lord because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And it says here that justification of purity could not be attained by the law of Moses, by the letter of the law. And Lynn tried to uh, follow the uh, the Old Testament way, the laws, uh, and but there, there was no way that you could be justified in the eyes of the Lord through that. But through the Holy Spirit, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, there's this preaching of the forgiveness of sins and through him we are justified from all things. So it's important as uh, we follow his commandments, follow his ways, that we also encourage others uh, about the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness is uh, so important. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And forgiveness, when you forgive someone, you are free. You know, you forgot. Well, see, there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. We all have a brain. We all remember things. But when you forgive, you are free from it, from this burden of, uh, like, desire to retribute, you know, trying to avoid all those things. You know, like, forgiveness is, uh, is a good thing for us. Jesus made it possible for us to be that way before him. Uh, Luke chapter 17 and verse 3. Luke chapter 17 and verse 3. 
Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. Or in other words, politely let him know that he's done something wrong. And if he repent, says, I look sorry, then forgive him. That's all that's required. There's no penance. There's no action. It's just, well, okay, he's, he's sorry, then forgive him. Verse 4, and if he trespass against these seven times in a day, it doesn't necessarily need to be the same thing. It might be something else. Oh, whoops, sorry. Oh, whoops, sorry. And seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Forgiveness is a, a, a part of our life. We're wrapped up in it. And, uh, and the Lord's asking us to act it out as well. And then, interesting what uh, the, the apostles say in verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Okay? It's contrary to what, is, um, what, is, um, what we naturally want to do. It's contrary to it. Our, uh, our whole being is wrapped up into not forgiving. And so we, the Lord's asking us to look, step above that. And the apostles uh, quite rightly say, look, increase our faith. And that can be a prayer as well. Look, Lord, increase our faith. I want to forgive. You've asked me to forgive. Increase my faith, please, Lord. You know, that, that's a reasonable thing. And then it goes in verse 6, And the Lord said, as a, to answer that, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. So in other words, this mustard seed faith we already have in us, which is the Holy Spirit. You know, um, we've already got it there. Uh, the Lord's asking us to tap into that, that desire of the Holy Spirit to do, do what uh, God wants. And that sycamine tree, turns out that's a mulberry tree. Uh, elsewhere in uh, Luke 19, it refers to a sycamore tree. A sycamore tree is a fig tree. But we know how big mulberry trees grow. They're huge. And, uh, and so the faith of mustard seed is saying, look, this obstruction that's in the way of you being able to forgive can be plucked up and thrown in the sea. So it's not there anymore. You can see clearly and, uh, and you can uh, uh, see that, yes, how important it is to forgive. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. And verse 6. Luke chapter 18 and verse 6. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, Shall he find faith on the earth? So, of course, I plucked this out um, because it says here, we, um, the apostles said, look, increase our faith. And Jesus himself here is saying, shall he find faith on the earth? Okay? In other words, it's rare. It's rare for people of faith to put into practice what God has asked us to do. Uh, it's rare for people to... Uh, to put into practice this whole forgiveness thing. And, like, and it says, you know, of course, I've taken the uh, tail end of a proverb, that, uh, a parable, 
Uh, and, and it says there, shall not God avenge his own elect? In other words, shall not God hearken unto his own elect, which cry aloud to him, you know, and asking for help and pray for help? Shall he not avenge his own elect? Look, if you need more faith, pray about it. If uh, you're struggling with anything, pray about it. But of course, the, the title of this talk is Forgiveness. If you're struggling with forgiveness, you know, then pray about it. Uh, will not God avenge his own elect? You know, will he not grant unto you, uh, if you have that desire, to uh, reconcile and, uh, and throw that sycamore tr- sycamine tree into the ocean so that you can see clearly? So that then you are among those people that when the Son of Man comes, right, when, that's what it says here, when the Son of Man returns, and he will return, and we look forward to that, he'll be able to find faith on the earth. Those people that, right, regardless of what my head says, regardless of what my feelings say, regardless of what, whatever drive is in me from my history, you know, I'm going to refuse that and follow the direction of what is written in the scriptures and forgive and pray for that faith. And then that faith is what the Son of Man will see when he returns, Jesus Christ. And that's the power of it. And that's what I'm trying to do is encourage us to make it all wrapped up in our lives, you know. We come together to be encouraged and to forgive. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. And verse 21, a little bit of reading here. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? It's almost as if Peter just read uh, Luke chapter 17 and thought, right, seven times. That's what you told me? Seven times I need to forgive my brother. Uh, and, uh, but then Jesus goes in verse 22. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. In other words, just keep going on and on and on. We don't take count once you get to 490. It's just lots. You just keep forgiving. You don't stop. And then he goes on with this uh, great little parable to put it into perspective with a natural example. Jesus did that a lot. Verse 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents, which is a lot of money. He owed him a lot. Verse 25. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will repay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. The whole thing, wiped it off. Verse 28, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, a miserly amount compared to what he was forgiven. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not. 
but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. So this is obvious. The Lord is, uh, is Jesus Christ himself. He's forgiven us all our sins. That um, 10,000 talent worth of sins. Every bit of them. So uh, all that weight that uh, we, some of us felt before we were baptised was lifted. We had that weight on us, that sin that was uh, uh, making us uh, bend over and hobble. So that's been forgiven us. How dare we carry and refuse to forgive someone who's done one thing to us? To us it's big. Of course it's big. I mean, like think about it, 100 pence was probably a lot for this, um, this servant. It was his rent for the month. You know, it's a lot of money, you know, or um, it was fuel in the car for a month. You know, uh, he could do a lot with that. So to us as individuals, it's a lot. But remember that all our sin from when we were born to when we die in the natural has been forgiven. So let us forgive that one thing that our brother does to us. Uh, It's a a very powerful example here uh, for us to remember and grab hold of. that, uh, that if Jesus did it to us, it's our responsibility then to do it to others. And that is an amazing testimony. I just thought then uh, about a, a testimony in Papua New Guinea. If ever you want good testimonies, just go to Papua New Guinea. Is that right, Lynn? <laughs> um, there was uh, apparently um, a, a bloke who was uh, nearly murdered by someone. This fellow was healed. He... Uh, it, you know, came to the Revival Fellowship, baptised, received the Holy Spirit, was healed miraculously. Uh, amazing healing in the body. Of course, he spoke in tongues. And then this person that nearly murdered him came to the Revival Fellowship. And they had to forgive. They had to forgive. And uh, from what I understand, they did. Because they move on. They're brothers in the Lord now. They are children of the kingdom of... Children of the living God. Um, both of them uh, were carrying 10,000 talents worth of sin, and both of them were removed by Jesus Christ. So uh, it's just amazing. And and increase our faith. You know, you just imagine that situation there. Both of them needed their faith to be increased. You know, Lord, increase my faith. I want to do it. You've asked me to do it. I can't. Increase my faith. And, uh, and if we plead to him, will he not avenge us and give us as we cry to him? Uh, back to uh, verse 15 to finish up, Matthew 18 and verse 15. It says here, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, Then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. So this is great advice. 
things come up. We're people, we all make mistakes. And it's great advice to go through this process. But the first part of that says in verse 15 is, and, and it's implied that, that person doesn't even know what they did. You know, like you could be holding this thing on to you and the person that did it to you probably doesn't even have a clue. They might have said something that was a, a loose statement and they just completely for, forgot about it. And they may not know and you're holding on to this thing and the Lord's saying, look, you need to be free from that. So privately, go to him alone. Now, what's missing in uh, a lot of these cases, often that person who has a gripe goes up and says, hey, you, have to, you, know, you did this and you know, trying, like, approaching it in a really forceful way. But the last few words of verse 15 says, gain thy brother. So when you approach them, you have the mindset of gaining your brother, gaining a child of the living God to be uh, together again with one vision in unity looking to God. So the approach is in meekness and saying, look, you may not have realised this, but hey, that thing really got me. And, uh, and you can have some prayer, but uh, the whole aim of that coming together to resolve it is that you gain your brother. And, uh, and that's an amazing thing that you come together like these two people in Papua New Guinea, part of the assembly, part of the kingdom of God. We've got Jesus as an amazing example for us to follow as best we can. And he understands our frame and our weaknesses. He gets it. He created us, you know, and, uh, and so he knows all about us. And so we're going to have times of strength and times of weakness and we'll be all over the place as capricious as human beings are. But if in our mind we have a desire to stand on that rock that will not move, Jesus isn't capricious. He's stationary, still, always there, one that we can call upon. The word doesn't change. It's been filtered through history to be where it is now that we can hold on to in our hands and try to apply it in our life as best we can. And then we can be free from these little things that hold us up and look forward and enjoy the coming together of the saints and that's the other thing, if we remember, the coming together of the saints, as it says in Psalms, is uh, beautiful in his eyes. The unity of the brethren is so beautiful in his eyes. And, uh, and we continue to have this desire to come together, want to see each other, want to talk about God, want our feet washed, want to wash other people's feet, encourage everyone, and forgiveness is all part of that. It spreads like leaven in a, uh, in a loaf. Not many of us would have baked with leaven, but it's amazing how a little bit of leaven just rises uh, a loaf. And that's what happens. This stuff spreads. And that's the sort of thing that we want to spread in the assembly. Okay, thank you.